don't you love that theme song? Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan Toon, and you're listening to Preview Review, as the song uh, probably alerted you to. Or maybe How many times did it say Preview Review in our theme song? Preview. They just heard it. Preview, We're not going to sing it again. Preview, We're the worst version preview, of it. This preview, is like a bad cover. Preview, Stop. Preview, preview, we can do this off air. The preview review. Seven times. So if you Sorry, didn't, you had to sit If you didn't that. know by now, you're listening to Preview Review, the movie trailer podcast. And it's hosted by me, Tyler Ellison. And it's also hosted by him, Ryan Toon. I'm the him. My pronouns are he, him. Hi. Oh, same. Me too. Okay. Oh, me too. Just in case you ever want to like write an article or like share or, like tell people about us, you just know that you can use when you say like I really like Tyler. He is really funny. Like that's fine. You can you, you can use that pronoun for me when you tell all your friends and you suggest this podcast to other people. I'm just saying. Now you can use my proper pronouns when you do that. Because sometimes it's hard when it's just a podcast to know. So we should have told them a lot, long time ago. Probably. Have you ever listened to a podcast where the hosts like don't introduce themselves and they just start talking and you're like, who are you? No, that sounds horrible. I'm glad we introduce ourselves at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, because our listeners definitely don't all know us in real life. No, some of them are from Chile, remember? Some of us, some of you might. I don't know. Hey, this would be a fun experiment. If you're listening to us and you don't know us in real life, what do you can, want them to do? You can like DM us on Twitter or Instagram at Preview Review or email us at PreviewReview at gmail.com. Um, that could be fun. But also like if you're a creep, don't do it. Okay. But also if you're shy, I understand if you don't want to do it. Just like, like, Sometimes it's hard out to reach out to like internet people. That you don't We're really not internet know. people. We are though. To them we are, Tyler. Well like and these days, isn't everyone an internet person? Like, if you have an internet account, like, what qualifies an internet person? An internet person, to me, is someone that you only know exists because of their online presence. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess in this case, we would be internet people to those, yes, that to those, small group of people. To those people. Okay. Well, you don't have to do it. Maybe... We, we love you, internet people that we don't know, that listen to us. We also love the people that listen to us that we know in real life. Real life people. I love that we're just speaking to a total hypothetical group of people. We're, this could be the size of this group could be zero or like I don't know what. What thirty? Maybe forty? Who knows? What if four hundred? What if like all the people that we know in real life that say they listen to our podcast really don't, and all of our views are from people that only that don't know us in real life. That'd be really weird because people in real life come up to me and like. Tell me specific things about they like about the podcast. How did they figure it out? How did they they're, know they're that reading, they liked the they're gags? They're reading the Wikipedia summaries that are being uploaded on our very popular fan wiki oh, by the people that are listening to us, but they don't know us in real life. Wow, I've never been to our fan wiki. Do you think anybody does preview review fan art? Not yet, <laughs> but we could ask. If you have any idea of... Any preview review fan art, tweet it in at us. At if you know what review. we look like, or if you don't know what we look like, you could just guess by the sound of our voices. That could be fun. Yeah, we've also made some jokes about what we look like. So if you go back through the archive of preview review, maybe you can figure it out. So anyways, on today's episode, we will be reviewing the trailers for the upcoming films, The Invisible Man, Bloodshot, I Still Believe, and Onward. Wow. All those titles, when you said them all together, that's like the first time I heard them all together. Like, it sounds like we could make a sentence out of them. Like, I still believe... The Invisible Man... Bloodshot Onward. Sh- onward, yeah. Shoots blood onward. It's yeah. close. Like, yeah, there's lots of different nouns and adjectives and verbs and... It, all the parts of speech. Yeah, so many different 
Yeah, articles that I feel what like is we can still? put together. Is still a preposition? Still is an adverb. Adverb describe it, a verb. What and how yes. you're doing something. So like, I still believe, or mm-hmm. like, I still run, I okay. still go. So what, wait, what's the? Or I still could also be an adjective if you're talking about like, it's not moving. Okay, but this one's a verb. It's, it's an adverb. This one's an adverb yeah. because it's describing the verb. I is noun subject, still is adverb, believe is verb. What is onward? I think it depends on how you use it in a sentence. It's an, but by itself, yeah, what it's is like it? a exclamation or something where like the weird like. Or you could like say onward, word, like, well, onward, like is a command then, right? Yeah, exactly, like a command. So it's a verb, right? Yeah. But then, like, we go onward, like, isn't a verb anymore. What does the online dictionary say? But then, what about the? Is the a preposition? That is an article. Article? Yeah. Like of impeachment? No. Like, that one didn't work out really well. Neither of them. Um, article is like the and uh, and and. Like the very small things that like define. They define like the quantity or like type of noun. Wow. Thank you. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about English. Welcome to our grammar podcast. Yes. I'm studying for the RICO right now. Onward which is a teaching can be English test. An adverb or an adjective. Perfect. All right. But before we get into any more fun English grammar talk, we have other business to take care of, Tyler. Like? Like. My review roundup. Oh, Ryan's review pew, roundup. Pew, yeehaw. Because it's a roundup. You get it? Well, like, like gunslingers it. and cowboys. Okay. Just think about like Woody's roundup from the acclaimed film Toy Story 2. Mm, okay. But now it's Ryan's roundup. We'll work on it. Okay. I still haven't gotten an official theme song. Okay, Ryan, you have seen movies that we previously discussed on Preview Review. Tell us, what did you see and what did you think about it? Okay. You will be preview reviewing, or not preview reviewing, you will be review roundupping. That's the verb. Five films Count them, five. The gentleman. That's too many to give you free reign. That's reigns. That's another roundup. Oh, yeehaw, you're right. Um, So, we are going to do another one of our... Uh, adapted. What are those called? Um, speed rounds. Speed rounds. You know where that's like the Odyssey, but it's not the full Odyssey. Oh, abridged. abridged. Um, More English for you. <laughs> Why did I think of the like? My first thought is like Homer. Why? <laughs> Neither of us were English majors. I mean, I liked English. I mean, I speak English. I mean, I teach we're English, all English now majors. while I'm student teaching. <laughs> um. So, anyways, we're going to do an abridged review roundup, uh, which is what we normally do when we have a ton of movies to cover. I will give Ryan some limitations around this, and I will say, Ryan, you will get five words to review each of these movies. Five words for five movies? Yep. But five words each, not five words like the gentleman gets one word. No. I can, like, destroy five Each movie each. gets five words. Okay, I don't have to distribute. For your full review. So I get 25 words? Total. But you can't, like, you can't have, like, one take eight and one take four. Like, you have, have to, to be even five each. Okay. Yes. Well, here we go. Let's do it. All right. The gentleman, what'd you think? Okay. I haven't prepped this at all, but here we go. My, my review starts now. It was... A good time. Okay, nice. The turning. Worst movie of the year. Birds of Prey. Best movie I've seen so far, but so far as hyphenated. Yeah. Yet. 
The power of yet. Hmm. What type of part of speech is yet? I don't know, but I still have to review Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Great fun for all ages. And downhill. I wanted it to be better. To be is hyphenated there. No, rework it. I hoped. It did. You could do it. Id. You could do it. Yeah. You could I do like a id. contraction. Oh, no. I hoped it did. It did be be better. Okay. That sounds horrible. I don't like that sentence, but that's the review. Just like downhill, I hoped it would be better. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Ryan, like I said earlier, today on our slate of movies that we will be preview reviewing, uh, we'll be featuring a discussion on the upcoming horror movie, The Invisible Man. Ooh, spooky. This is, of course, not the first Invisible Man movie. Oh, is it like that book, um, Invisible Man, by, what's his name? Um, I don't know, but it was about race That's relations. Ralph, Ralph Ellison. Ellison, yes. My I, granddaddy. Really? No, wow. I'm not black. <laughs> there you go, for the for the fan art, you know that my ethnicity isn't black. Isn't black. There's so many other ethnicities. I could be anything else. But yeah, I had to read that book in uh, English class. I read it in philosophy. I read it in... Uh, what English class was it? Sophomore year high school English. Yeah. It's not an adaptation of Invisible Man. It's an adaptation of The Invisible Man, which is like the classic horror novel. And of course... Is it a novel? It is, right? I don't know. I only know about the Ralph Ellison one. Well, no. it's a There's a book, The Invisible Man, that's like what inspired the original about Universal. About the bandage wrapped guy? Or was it just like an original creation? While Tyler Googles this, I'm going to go ahead and take this moment to talk to you guys. Yeah, by H.G. Wells. It's over. H.G. Wells, the Mm -hmm. time machine man? Yeah, didn't he do War of the Worlds too? Yes. Wow. Prolific author H.G. Wells. Do you think this is what he envisioned with Kate Moss? No. Is that her name? Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Kate Moss Moss? is a different person. I don't know. Um, But Elizabeth... She looks like a Kate, okay? (laughs) You just look at her and you think, that's Kate. But anyway, where are you going with I, this? Should, I think she looks like a June. What about Judy? No, that's uh, Renee Zellweger. No, Judy is Jimmy Neutron's mom. Mm. Oh, Judy! Oh my god. Okay, we're, we're moving on from this now. <laughs> Anyways, so The Invisible Man is a clap. We're not even talking about The Invisible Man trailer right now. I don't know why you brought Elizabeth slash Kate Moss into it already. Kate! What we're trying to go after is The Invisible Man is like an older horror story and um, Old universal school. like horror creature film among, <coughs> sorry. among the ranks of Wolfman and Dracula and Frankenstein and Creature from the Black Lagoon. And um, Albert and Costello, because they met them once. Yeah. Yeah. Albert and Costello were like the 19, like 40s equivalent of like Scooby-Doo. No, they're not Scooby-Doo, because they met Scooby-Doo, too. Oh. Abbott and Costello are, like, the 1940 version of, like, Will Ferrell and what's that dude who is in Step Brothers with John them? C. Riley? John C. Riley. Yeah? But they don't go into other movies and, like, meet the characters in the movies. No, that's true. But they're, that's like, why I say, like, Scooby-Doo used duo. to go and, like... But I think that, like, it was just a famous comedy duo at the time, and okay. they, like... Because they didn't always go in. That wasn't their shtick. Their main thing was being a comedy yes. duo. Okay, fine. Anyways, 
Right, and the opening question today is... What comedy duo should what, appear in The Invisible what, Man? What movie should Adam and Gustavo go into? No. What if- of course, the opening question today is, what other classic horror creature or person would you like to see a film rebooted around, or like a reimagining? Because The Invisible Man, this new 2020 movie, we're going to get into it when we discuss the trailer, but it's telling kind of a different story around the concept of a man that is invisible. So, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be an exact adaptation, but more of, like, a modern reimagining or a retelling of this kind of story. What would you like to see? And, of course, there have been, like, there was just recently, in January of this year, a adaptation of, like, Dracula from the BBC. So, like, different things have been adapted more recently than others, but you can have your pick of the litter. Which one would you like a brand new story or reimagining of to come out in the future? Hmm. Well, when you put it that way, when you say, of course, of course, this is the question we're asking. I don't know how we got so off topic. I mean, Abbott and Costello? Gosh. Let me think about it for a second. Seconds over. I want to see a new headless horseman. Ooh. He's not usually part of the Universal Monster crew. Ichabod? Ichabod can show up if he wants Are you to. Are thinking like... Uh, like the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow movie? I've never seen it. Is it what? good? It's fine. I mean, I like Tim Burton, and I like a lot of movies with Johnny Depp, but I don't know. I just haven't seen it. So is the only adaptation you've seen the Disney, like, one that goes Mr. Toad? Yeah. Okay. With Bing Crosby as Ichabod Crane. Yep. That old crooner. Um, but yeah. The Headless Horseman, he just seems so cool. If you ever go to California Adventure at Halloween time, they got a really cool statue of him, and he's spooky, and he just wants to cut people's heads off. I don't know how they're going to make that modern, but I want to see it. He, like, rides a motorcycle or something. Ooh, like, like Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> stupid. Like, okay, wait. Let's see. We can you do You know, this. like, that time in the early 2000s, we were like, you know how we modernize stuff? We make all the horses motorcycles. Yes. Okay, so wait. The Headless Horseman, maybe that's just like he's in a biker gang. Well, yeah. I think the Headless Horseman could still be like from that period of time, but he's just like haunting people in modern day now. Like he could still ride. Oh, a horse, like he's a ghost. Ride a horse, ghost? like because he's still from like the colonial time period. Okay, but he's just not haunting other people in the colonial time period. He's now haunting people in like the modern era. Okay, because in the Disney version, like he haunts this one like alleyway kind of thing like this one trail at the certain mm-hmm. time of night so maybe it's just like modernized that trail has become a road mm-hmm. and then like everyone dies on the certain night that drives on that road mm-hmm. and it's because the headless and they all comes like and kills all them. their cars like crash but then they like have they're cleanly decapitated and they're like well the crash and decapitate them like what could have caused that's this? true but are the heads still there no because he takes the heads with i them, know right? so what are the police gonna think about this yeah so wait, maybe it's like a serial killer kind of angle. Maybe oh, start he's not really a killer. ghost. Maybe the headless. No, I think the, is... it's the horror movie where like it comes from the police point of view, like a saw movie, uh-huh. and they're like, "We're looking for the serial killer," but all of a sudden, like they come to realize oh, that it is a ghost. That's the big twist at the end. No, it's not like an end twist. That's like a mid arc twist. Okay, okay. The twist at the end is that the the lead detective is a descendant of the of Ichabod, of Ichabod Crane. Crane. Ooh, Detective Ooh. Crane. Ooh, wait. I watched a little bit of the Sleepy Hollow show that was on oh, NBC. Oh, yeah, there was a show like that. I huh? forgot it's about like that. like that, right? Well, it was Ichabod Crane, but he was somehow in modern day and he was help like he had like been sent to the future. Oh, there was time travel involved? Yeah, and the, the headless no. horseman also The only character the that future. time travels in this is the 
ghost. The whole sh- well, he doesn't time travel. He's just like still around. It's like normal progression of time, how we all travel through time. Yes. Like he traveled through time, but at the same rate as everyone else. Yes. He did it the right way. Forward and in Never backward. Days. Exactly. All right. One That's a freebie. Time. If you're listening, movie executives. Universal or wherever else. Blumhouse. It's all yours. Yeah, whoever wants it. All right. What do you think, Tyler? Do you think any other movie monster needs a new revamp? I would love a good, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon reimagining from, like, Guillermo del Toro or someone like that. Someone that is a lot of... He already did that. He made Shape of Water. I know, but, like, I think... But Shape of Water is not really a horror movie. It leads to, like, the romanticization That's true. Of that. And I'd love to see, like, a grittier horror take on, like... With is this it the cool same creature design. from Shape of Water? Ooh, a but cinematic this time universe. He's hmm. Evil? I don't know. But I also think, like... I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to bring him into the modern era, but I think we could do something cool with it. We could do it like Jaws, but it's like a weird you man really fish. see him? Yeah. Hmm. And like, he's just abducting people into the water. Like, water horror movies are like, on the up and up right now. Yeah, but also like, lagoons, like, lagoons aren't really a thing anymore. Like, people, well, people call them the lakes. Lagoon. Like... What the, what is it? What's the difference between a lagoon and a lake? Lagoons are like dirtier in my head. In my head, yeah, they're like swampier. So maybe we take it, we take it to New Orleans. Ooh, the creature from the Black Bayou. Ooh, well, but then we make like sure it's not thing. racist. Yeah. The um, well, the just the creature in the bayou. What if I almost envisioning it of like, it's a reboot. But they don't really... It's one of those reboots where you don't know it's a reboot until you watch it. So it's just being marketed as, like, the creature or something like that. It's more, like... It's marketed to be more, like, generic. And then, like, it tells a story that is, like, the creature from the Black Mm, Lagoon. You know what I mean? Okay, that could be interesting. I don't know. It could be great or it could be horrible. Yeah. It could go either way. I'm also... In my head, for some reason, there's, like, a a houseboat. Because I think the concept of houseboats are really interesting. And I think it'd be fun... Mm. To have it, it's almost like a, you know, an invasion type of, of like horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, invasion sequences are great. Oh, you mean like home invasion? Like, yeah, exactly. The houseboat invasion. Yes, from the creature from the Black Lagoon. Is he our POV character? Ooh, that could be cool. Interesting. But it's not like found footage kind of POV. No. It's like he's the character you follow. Yeah, it's like, you know, how they shot uh, Jace, or not Jason, but... The killer on Friday the 13th, Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, where, like, yes. in the earlier scenes... I don't know, I haven't seen To it. preserve the twist, in the earlier scenes, when people die, it's shot from the POV of the killer. Oh! So you don't know who the killer is. Oh, like in um, the beginning of Halloween, little Mike Myers. Yes. Okay, that is a reference I understand because I've seen Halloween, but I haven't seen Friday Only because I took you to see it, like, two years ago. I know, but now I've seen it more than three times. It was good. I watched it last movie. Halloween. I should have referenced Halloween because it's way better than Friday the 13th. But it's more relevant to... Friday the 13th does it, like, still a more franchise. consistently. Because, like, that opening shot of Halloween is, like, iconic for it doing that. It goes, but Friday the 13th, like, does it consistently throughout the movie to, like, for that reason of preserving the twist. Mm, mm. Very nice. Well, the twist now is we're twisting topics into our actual discussion of the Invisible Man. Well, yeah, we're kind of on the same topic. Woo! Just, you know. What a seamless transition. We're good at this. Okay, the Invisible Man comes out on February 27th and is directed by Lee Whannell, who's previously directed Insidious Chapter 3 and Upgrade, but he's written for, like, 
a lot of these Blumhouse horror movies and like the Saw movies for a long time and has also acted in many of those films. Mm, I liked Upgrade. The Invisible Man stars Elizabeth Moss, Matt Kate, Oliver Jackson Cohen, Aldous Hodge, and Storm Reed. Ryan, tell us a little bit about what this trailer illustrates. Alright, so you got our main character, Elizabeth Moss. She's there, she's in an abusive relationship with this jerk man, Adrian. She runs away, and it tur- then she- it's revealed that he has slit his wrist, and in his will has left her all this money. But there's a, cl- a special clause that says the money doesn't get to get to her, because unless like if she's proven to be insane and like that's kind of interesting but then it turns out she's like maybe she's going crazy she's seeing things she thinks that adrian's still alive and he's messing with her but he's figured out how to become invisible and the more you watch the trailer the more you realize she's not crazy there's actually an invisible man trying to mess with her and like hurt her in some kind of way but the people around her still think she's crazy and that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from this movie. Tyler, do you have anything to add? No, I totally think this is like a reflection on the current like idea around like gaslighting and mental illness and also like believing testimonies of women. Um, You're right, because in the trailer, he turns on the stove and it could be lit with gas. Oh my god. So I think that's a connection. Kate Moss! Tyler's just handed me Kate Moss's wikipedia page she's an english model and business so you scroll through that while i talk about she looks nothing like elizabeth moss i'm sorry both of you but yeah i'm really excited for this movie because i think it's going to be like a cool uh discussion around these topics but also like i really enjoy that like this notion of like oh he's doing this like becoming visible in like a vengeful way and it's like intentionally to get and get at this like exact revenge upon this woman in his life um and, like, he's, like, some tech billionaire or something, and, like, the way that he becomes invisible is because he built, like, this machine or something. Like, really? See, I didn't understand that. You see, like, a quick shot of this, like, laboratory in the house wow. or something. Which I didn't see that at all. Tyler's got eagle eyes. Um, or maybe I'm just not paying attention. But there's a lot of cool gags that they do, like, the, you know, Elizabeth Moss walks out of frame, and then, like, the knife gets picked up off the cutting board and the gas goes up on the stove. Mm-hmm. Or when she dumps the paint out of the attic and it lands and it like That's creates the silhouette. coolest shot. There's some really cool stuff there. Or like when just breathes. barely being able yeah, when he breathes and you see the the breath breath in the come cold from air. Nowhere. Um and the like hand just on the, the slight, um, shower like, door. Slightly sinking in on the couch cushion. Cushions of a chair. Mm-hmm. Like you would not really even notice that, but like it just has this really tense shot where you just barely start to see, like, that outline of, like, shoulders and, like, legs Butts. pressed into the chair. And it it's just really cool. Like, the way mm-hmm. that the, fra- like, the shots are framed in the trailer do a really good job at creating the tension around, like, because mm-hmm. you, as an audience, also can't see the invisible person. Yes. This looks like it will be a very tense movie. You use that word in your sentences a couple times and yeah, that just describes the trailer. You're on the edge of your seat, high suspense. You never know where that like invisible man is cuz yeah. he's invisible. Because like one of my big pet peeves is like movies that have like an invisible character, but then they always make it to so, like, you know, you can see their like the audience kinda, like can creepy, see them. yeah. Like, like they're weird like, digitalized, like or distorted, yeah. like in Harry Potter or like in stuff like that, where like 
they want the audience to still be able to follow along the action. Mm-hmm. I like this approach more where it's like when he's invisible, you literally don't see him on the screen. You just see it as if you were there, the actions that he's causing, or like if Elizabeth Moss can see him because of the paint or the blanket or whatever, mm-hmm. then you can see that same outline, but you can't track with him if he's like not interacting with anything on the screen. I really like that approach. Yeah, and I think this it looks really cool, and the movie looks really creepy, and it looks like it's going to be like full of action, but also full of horror, which is something I'm into. Yeah, and I'm into seeing Elizabeth Moss in this like kind of like final girl horror protagonist role because like mm-hmm. she kind of has to do that a little bit in like The Handmaid's Tale, and I think yeah, she does a really good so job. Yeah, but that's just so sad. Yeah, it's too depressing. Like this, I this I'm like, you know, the horror movie at least typically the trope is like for the for her to become a little bit more victorious towards the end. And it kind of seems like she gets to be victorious towards the end, but maybe that's like false confidence. Mm, but she at least is like, she at least becomes more autonomous and more confident. I think at the beginning, like you can kind of see the trailers building up the story of like at the beginning of the movie, she's running away from this abusive relationship. She's kind of timid. She's scared. She's shy. Like she doesn't want to be doing this, but she kind of knows that she has to, mm-hmm. but she's scared about what might come. By the end of the movie, you're seeing her, like, going after the Invisible Man and, like, kind of taking charge and trying to be, like, I can, like, I can do stuff by myself. Like, I can affect change by, like, being confident and, like, trying to go after, like, the things that are bothering me. Yeah. And this brings an interesting question, though. Will the Invisible Man survive the film? Like, do they want that franchise potential? Do they need that crossover stuff for other monsters? Because that might affect the story here. Yeah, that's true. I, like, I feel like the Invisible Man or Elizabeth Moss, one can survive, but the other can't. Hmm. That's interesting. I think that there's definitely, like, speaking of Halloween earlier, a Halloween-type situation here where we, like, in the film where, like, Elizabeth Moss believes she's been, like, victorious, and then, like, how do you know if you killed the Invisible Man? Like... Well, you can, like, touch his corpse. Can you feel him? Yeah. Oh. He's just invisible. Well, he can touch you, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You just can't see the dead body. But, like, what if he were to be, like, injured but not dead, but then he were to just lie still like he was dead? So they touch his corpse, then they go to, like, bury him or whatever. But they can't find it. And then, like, when they're gone to go get a coffin or whatever they do, like, well, they just can't touch him the whole time. Like, what if they, they're like, gonna leave him alone. What if He's they just gonna pick get him up and, walk away. and, like, cremate him? Or, like, they pick him up and they put him on a gurney to wheel him out, and then he just has to, like, carefully climb up Ooh, on the gurney and jump and off. Away. And then they go to pick him up off the gurney, and they're like... Wow. Maybe that's something they don't... Well, like, for those of you who can't visually see Tyler, he's making a hand-waving motion, like, where'd it go? Not like, I go to grab him, but then my hand's like... Ooh. Oh, oh, ooh, ooh, that's a nice... clap on accident. Ooh, when the hands clap on accident. And then the audience claps because that, that's the end of the movie. I don't know. I think that would be something I wouldn't want to see at the end of this movie, but something I would deal with in a sequel. Hmm. Like, I was like, oh, well, we have to figure out some way to do it. And this is like a hand-wavy explanation of how he didn't die. Hmm. But I'm excited because I liked the first movie and I want to see what they do in a sequel. Wow, you're already excited for the sequel to this movie. I mean, if this movie That's is high good. praise. I mean, I I'm excited at the idea of a sequel. Hmm. But I'm not excited at the potential of a sequel. Until I'm also I see okay if it's movie. a one-off. I am, but I kind of really want 
like they tried to do the dark universe with the mummy and like the but rebooted it doesn't need to be a universe. universe like what am i get, like what do i need to see like the invisible man fight frankenstein like, that'd be that's cool so dumb. no no, what? no one's gonna it. go see that what people are gonna go see king kong versus godzilla that's <laughs> different that's like pretense for like monsters to fight each other like why would these they, are both monsters what would the invisible man ever have to do and like if this is the context of the invisible man what would the invisible man ever have to do like why would he ever fight frankenstein okay there we go sense. perfect pitch you said that the invisible man maybe he used a machine to become invisible maybe his business partner that helped create the machine with him gets greedy and he wants to create life and he creates monster frankenstein but then Invisible Man gets jealous, and he has to kill the Frankenstein's monster, and then they fight. This is cinema gold, people. I don't like it. I feel like this is something that people always say that they want to see happen, and then like, then you get like Freddy versus Jason, and that movie was bad. I didn't see it, but it sounds like it could be cool. But see, that at least, like, Freddy, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies always kind of lean into the camp, so like, they could kind of make it work with that. With this tone of the Invisible Man, at least what I'm seeing, like those types of sequels to do that would have to have like a very dramatic shift to be able to do that, or they would just feel dumb of like mm-hmm. having this very serious tone and like it's the Invisible Man fighting Frankenstein. Like it just it'd be so weird. It'd be interesting. I'm glad that it looks like at least for this movie they're taking it as like we're gonna try to make a good movie, but then I think good movies can spin off into larger universes. Maybe the shared universe isn't from the monsters. The monsters never interact. But maybe Elizabeth Moss, just like, she runs away from the Invisible Man, and she moves into a castle in Transylvania. Right? And like, she just, (laughs) this one woman has interactions with all these different monsters. It's like, her decade from hell. And just every year, she has to like, fight off another monster. Which character is sadder? How crazy Elizabeth Moss in the monster universe, or Elizabeth Moss (laughs) in the Handmaid's Tale? Tale? Hmm, really makes you think. (laughs) Well, that's The Invisible Man. We're both pretty excited for this movie, but another movie that's kind of got this, like, spooky vibe, but also, like, more heavily leans on, like, action, is Bloodshot. Tyler, you heard about this one? Oh, yes. Bloodshot. It comes out on March 13th. It's directed by David San Francisco Wilson in his directorial debut. His real name's David S.F. Wilson, but that's just what my brain did. Um, it stars Vin Diesel, um, Eliza Gonzalez, Isa. Yeah, it's E-I-Z-A. I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Ezra? Aiza? Um Mr. Gonzalez? Is it a man or a woman? It's a woman. Mrs. Gonzalez. Sorry, I don't know your pronouns. Oh, um, Ms. Um, Guy Pierce, that one's a man because his name is Guy. Um, Sam Huyo, Toby Kebbell, and Lamar Morris. That's Lamar. Lamar. I, Who's okay. Lamar? I don't know. <laughs> I'm realizing that this is kind of far away in tiny print and my eyes are not what they used to be. Um, I need to go to the optometrist. Yes. So the basic premise of this movie, uh, it's adapted from a comic book and Vin Diesel is like a super soldier. Well, he was a regular soldier that got killed. In, in battle. the line of duty? And or was now it a... he's been reanimated as a super soldier. Reanimated? So is he like a cartoon? No, he's like brought back to life. Oh, like the reanimator. Yeah, like the Like word Frankenstein. He's gonna fight the Invisible Man. I'm excited! He's reanimated with like nanotech and built into his body so he heals super fast and has mm. like quick reflexes and you know, all that like comic book And his eyes turn shit red. For some reason. And his skin gets whiter. Um, he's a vampire. Oh! <gasps> He really is going to fight the Invisible wow. Man. 
Um, anyways, this... so in this trailer, we're like, oh, okay, he's reanimated, and they say like, you know, you're a super soldier now, and then they're like, do you remember anything from your previous, you know, life? And he goes, let me think about it. And he's like, about thinks it. about it. He goes, my family. Somebody killed my family, so he goes his to, wife <laughs> to exact revenge. But then the trailer, he he like he does it. He goes and he gets revenge on the person that killed. His wife. Wait a minute. And if so he like, does it like, in the trailer, what's the movie going to be I'm getting there. Okay. So you're like, okay, what now? Like, that was the plot of the movie. But then it like rewinds. And it goes. And, it and he wakes up again. again. And they say, you're a super soldier. We reanimated you. Do you remember anything? And he goes, and then they my say, family. Let me think about it. Somebody killed my family. But gasp. It's a different person that killed his family. And his memories. And his memory. And you realize that the doctor, which is Guy Pierce. He is, like, orchestrating this whole thing to, like, change his memory and then bring him back, like, every time. To, like, and take be, out certain people. To, to target specific people and have the super soldier go and kill them, thinking that he's exacting revenge, but really he's just taking out, like, these targets for whatever reason this, like, scientist wants him to take out. So it's really kind of this interesting, like, but then he's he being used as, like, a mercenary vigilante, but he doesn't know. He thinks he's being, like, morally upright because he's taking revenge on, mm-hmm. like... People, well, I guess he would still be a vigilante, but he thinks that he has a moral high ground, but he could be killing people for like any god knows what reason. Yes, and but then it gets interesting because he starts to like get in on it. He's like, I know, like I've been here before. It's you... kind of weird because it's kind of played for laughs in the trailer. Like he's like, do hey, do I know you guys? And at the end, of the, end of the trailer, he's like, this song sounds familiar. Is this on repeat? And you're kind of like, both times you kind of like chuckle, but that's like a really intriguing part of the trailer to me. Is like. Does he start to like, gain memory? Well, I memory, think he does or... because at one point in the trailer, he's like talking to Guy Pierce, and he's like, "You don't know who you're messing with," and he's like, "I made." And then Guy Pierce is like, "We made you. We know what we're messing with," kind of thing. So like, he, kind of. But then like Guy Pierce, maybe he could just reset him. Well, I'm so, only like, assuming. I'm only assuming that that's where the trailer goes, unless it's just a movie of him killing a different target over and over and over, in which it would be terrible. So I can assume that eventually he'll gain this awareness and like have to fight against Guy Pierce or whatever organization mm-hmm. like he's a part of. But like Guy Pierce, I Inc. don't, I don't really get like that dramatic shift doesn't take place in the trailer other than these like these little, little moments. Well, it does like, because there's like a part where uh, Vin Diesel's chest is all red and he's like confronting Guy Pierce about it. Yeah, but like we don't really get a we don't get like no an we don't in the trailer of it. like hey then he figured it out and now he's going after Guy Pierce. It's just like all That's of a sudden true. he's being touched with Guy Pierce. But how do we know like why is this happening? That's true. It's more implied. So it's a little like. I can only I can guess that from like knowing arcs of plot lines, but you can only imagine. They don't. But I still believe that he's gonna fight Guy Pierce. This is a movie based on a comic book, and at some points you can really tell because he has to go up against like this guy who's in a mech suit that looks like he's a giant crab man. Yes. And you're like, wow, that looks silly and comic booky, but it also looks fun. And he like gets his arm sliced, but then the nano go woo and re. And like he's him. getting like blown up, and then you see him, his little fingertips come back and like reconnect to his. Body. And it looks cool, but you know it's not like one hundred percent serious. And I feel like that's the tone this movie's going for, like really cool action movie, like with some jokes sprinkled in, and like obviously like a comic book movie. The only thing I'm kind of disappointed in, in this, other than like you know, it's not like an ideal like amazing plot line, but I think it looks like a fun action movie, but. I just don't like Vin Diesel. I don't get his his role in this. Like, it could have easily been like Dave Bautista or like any other of the like better actor like action stars that are out there today. Vin Diesel just makes it feel like it's more campy and more like well bad. The thing I see <laughs> when I look is at it, that I think Vin Diesel might be really good casting 
Because when you look at Vin Diesel, you go, what's that guy thinking? And you know it's nothing. He's the perfect blank slate that they can just tell what to think. You're really telling me that you think Vin Diesel's a better choice for this role than Dave Bautista? Yes, because I think this movie's not as comedic as Dave Bautista's skills require. No, but I think Dave Bautista obviously can also still be a great action star. I haven't seen him do it yet. He's only being a well, he's great as Drax. Action. That's comedy. Like, it's comedy, but he's also doing action. That's true, but this movie doesn't have enough comedy for Batista. Give it to someone like a lesser Batista. Like I don't know. Diesel. I just the Diesel doesn't do literally anything for me. He does like he does stuff against me. I don't like it. I, I understand. Don't like it at all. I understand why they chose him. The Fast and Furious movies make money. And he's the star of those movies. Well, I, I'm sure he probably helped fund this movie or something. Like he probably, Vin Diesel's crazy. He probably read this comic book. He's like, good book. Make movie. I feel like you're <laughs> being unfair to Vin Diesel. He's not that stupid, I don't think, in real life. But it's funny to joke about. So I like the joke. Anyways, I think it does look like a fun action movie, and I can maybe watch I'm it and get past Vin Diesel, but For we'll the see. directorial debut of David San Francisco. <laughs> he, this also. doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. I have no idea who this what man is. What does the S and F stand for? It could be San Francisco for all we it know. It could. That'd be kind of cool if your middle name was San Francisco. Um, but I think movies that are adapted from comic books have kind of, like... A weird history. Some of them are like they do. really great and acclaimed, and they become really great, you know, mm-hmm. like part of cinematic history. Some are like random offshoot direct to video movies that no one's ever heard of, and like well, some, some of them... those direct to video movies do like pretty well. Like the DC direct to video movies, I've heard like a lot of good things about those. Hmm. Well, I'm talking about like I guess yes, the stuff that's like part of these bigger like labels like Marvel and DC stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also just random offshoot comic or graphic novel adaptations that get made and they're just like okay like for fans of that Mm -hmm. series and for a long time there was like a stigma against them like oh comic book movies they're just bad like Electro was horrible Mm -hmm. and like the new Hellboy movie is also horrible but I feel like we've gotten over that hump and now like it's an it's an acceptable form well, of like Well, yeah, now adaptation. it's a huge form of cinema, like with the Marvel Cinematic it's Universe. It's the highest like grossing that. movie of all time. So, yeah, comic book movies have an interesting history from either sp- spanning these like big universes or even at least like trilogies like Spider-Man or whatever. Or, um, or Blade. Or being like one-off random movies like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sin City? Or didn't that have a... That had a sequel, well, Sin City, right? Sin City had a sequel, but is that a comic book movie? Isn't it? I thought it was. I think it just looks like it just like looks one. like a comic book. Yeah. Um, a movie that was just Wasn't kind of it like a Sucker Punch? Uh, no, Sucker Punch, book? I think, is an original. But another Zack Snyder film, 300, was a comic oh, book. Oh, yeah. And then it had a sequel way down the line, 300 Rise of the Empire oh, yes. or something like that. But yeah, that's what we're talking about. But like 300 about. was like a big, huge, epic movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to see it. A lot of people acclaimed it. And, and like probably happened. without even really knowing that it was a comic book that's adaptation. That's true. Like didn't really need to be for that story to get told. It's kind of based off of this like historical legend. Mm-hmm. and But it was based off of a comic book. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Yeah. So that leads us perfectly into today's first game. And guess who our contestant is? It's Tyler, everyone in it's the audience. Woo! The person that didn't know if Come on was a down. comic book or not. I don't know. We'll have to look it up afterwards. Don't look it up now because you could get spoiled, Tyler. Today's game, I have six films that could be based off of a graphic novel or comic or whatever. Like, you know, the picture book things. Okay. Um, it could be an adaptation of one of those. It but it could not be. 
kids book count like where no. the wild things are is that based off of a comic book no. or a children's book that's a children's book okay but it has illustrations and words just like a comic book. but it doesn't have any word bubbles it might i don't know we'll have to have somebody fact check that <laughs> the person who's making the fan art you probably also have a copy of where the wild things are look it up for us and put it in the fan art all right so tyler I'm going to tell you on the name of a movie and maybe remind you a little bit about it because maybe you don't remember it. And then you tell me if you think it's a comic book or a graphic novel or whatever adaptation or not. Does this make sense to you, Tyler? It makes perfect sense. I'm ready to play. All right. The first film on the docket is I, Frankenstein. The Frankenstein adaptation with Aaron oh, Eckhart. yes. Where he was like, got guns and stuff, but he doesn't look ugly. I think it was like from 2014. I think all of these films are either from 2014 or 2013. I don't remember this being ever like advertised as being from like a comic book or something. But I'm just going to take a risk and say that it is. This is based on a graphic novel. You're correct, Tyler. The interesting thing about this graphic novel is that it's only distributed digitally. You can only like buy the Kindle version. Oh, interesting. There's no physical copy of I, Frankenstein, the book. All right, that's one point for you. The next movie is Hansel. Who do the points go to if I don't get it right? Me. No. <laughs> You're playing against the the house, baby. All right. The next movie is Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters with Jeremy Renner. Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Um, I think that's a Hollywood original. It is a Hollywood that. original. No points for me. Two points for you. All right. The third movie is. The Legend of Hercules, the Kellen Lutz 2014 movie. Is this the Dwayne Johnson one? No, this is the Kellen Lutz one. They both came out in 2014. The Kellen Lutz one is the one that bombed. The Dwayne Johnson one is the one that did well. I'm going to say yes, this one's based on a comic book. Sorry, thanks for playing. This one's an original film from Hollywood, baby. And that means I get the point. The next film on the docket is... Hercules, the Dwayne Johnson film from 2014, the one that made money. Is this one based on a comic book? This one is based on a comic book. Interesting. This one is based on the Thrakian Wars. It's a limited run series by Radical Comics. Wait, is the comic also Hercules? Yes, it's called Hercules, the Thrakian Wars. Sorry. So there you go. That's That's the point for you. You got three, I've got one. Two points left. We could tie if you... Crash and Burn. The next movie is Two Guns, the movie starring Denzel Washington and, um, what's his name? Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. Mm. They had guns, and there were two of them, and they, uh, it was like a summer blockbuster movie. You remember this movie? No, but I'm gonna say, the title, it sounds like a comic book adaptation. I'm gonna say it is. This is a comic book adaptation. It was made by Boom Studios. <laughs> what? Boom Studios. They make some fun comics. They do like the um, Cartoon Network adaptations. Like mm, if you get an Adventure okay. Time comic, it's from Boom. Okay. And the last film is The Magical Now You See Me with the all-star cast with Woody Harrelson and Jesse oh, Eisenberg. Oh, the Magic Was Real movie? Oh, wait. Wait. In that movie, is that the one? Do they actually have magic magical powers or are they just like really No, good they're magicians? like magicians. But then at the end, there's like a secret society of magicians mm. with like, uh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. And then they made the sequel. Yeah. Now You See Me too. 
I don't think this is based on a comic book. This is not based on a comic book. Wow. Correct. Tyler. I got all but one you of got the all points. But That's one. good. That's Congratulations. a good score. For preview review standards. It's true. You passed. Do you have any acceptance speech to give? Um, How no. did you do it? The audience really wants to know. I guessed. Wow. All from the mind of the fabulous creator, Tyler time. Ellison. Wow. Incredible. Well, congratulations, Tyler. Thanks for playing. Thank you so much for creating that game. I had a great time wow. playing it. Now we'll play the outro music to the game show. We'll we don't just, have we'll game just, show we'll music. We'll just splice it in here. If we have game show music and review roundup music, then you're going to want segment music, and then the whole podcast is going to be music. And there's a reason that our listeners are listening to a podcast and not music right now. They only want to hear talking. They don't want to hear any music whatsoever. Do we need to cut out the theme song then? No, the theme song stays. What about the outro music? Outro music stays. Then I don't understand these listeners. They just want music and then talking for a long time. And then a little bit of music at the end. But what about in the middle? No music throughout the talking. You sound like someone that hates music right now, Tyler. Just gonna let you know. That's why I became a podcaster and not a musician. Wow. You know, speaking of music. I hate music and I love talking. Our next film... is all about music, Tyler. Wow, what a segue. <laughs> We're great at this. And not just any music, but holy, holy, sweet Christian music. Mm, this is the kind of music... Why, what's your favorite Christian song? Um, Probably O Come O Come Emmanuel. That's a good song. But do Christmas songs count as Christian songs? Yes. You gotta keep the Christ in Christmas, Tyler. Mm, amen. Yes. Ryan and I both went to a private Christian university, so we know a lot about Christian music because we used to have to go to chapel all the time. Don't ask! Anyways, if you want to ask, we're open books, no, but not don't on the ask. air. <laughs> don't ask right now, we're podcasting, okay? Um, the next movie we're reviewing is called I Still Believe. It's coming out on March 13th. Instructed by the Irwin Brothers, who have done many different faith-based films, including the other... Christian movie to come out that was inspired by a the big story, song. Uh, like the real story of a Christian songwriter writing a song. I can only imagine. So they can do one thing really well, apparently. Well, is that what I can only imagine it's about? Yeah. I never saw it. So maybe it's like a story that inspired it, or maybe like, I don't know. Have you seen the movie? No, yes. Whoa, how is it? It's not good. Oh no. This it's, doesn't look but well like, for the us Christian to believe. Christian really loves it. Yeah, like our friend who's now a youth pastor likes it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'll tell you which friend off air. I don't know who it is. Wait, just just mouth it to me. Oh, okay. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Or I could have just told you and we could have edited it out. Like, no, I like that you mouth it to me on the air and I get to... My reaction's pure and unadulterated. Yes, okay. Just like the pure and unadulterated Christian youth in this film. KJ Appa, Britt Robertson... And of course, good old mom and dad, Gary Sinise and Shania Twain. Ooh, let's go, girls. No music in the middle of the podcast, though. We can't sing it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. That's not what our listeners ba, came for. Ba, 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 ba. That That's sounds horrible. That's the best I could do without a melody. But anyway, this movie's all about Jeremy Camp. Apparently, he's a famous Christian songwriter. I don't know that. He's a big deal. Remember in the trailer? I've never heard his Four name gold albums. Who is this 4. man? 4.5 million this man. records sold. He looks like an ugly Ryan Gosling. We looked him up. 
Um, he looks nothing like KJ Appa. They did this man so many favors by casting KJ also, as this man. We listened to the original song, and I think KJ has a better voice. I want to know what this like girl that he wants to marry looked like, but she's dead now, so we can't Spoilers know. Spoilers for history, Tyler. Okay. Also, by the way, this movie is about KJ Appa falling in love with this girl, Britt Robertson. His name is Jeremy Camp, and his wife that doesn't get a name, but. She's like, she's really sick, so he's like, matter. oh no, like, I'm I'm struggling because I love this girl and I want to marry her, but she's really sick. What should I do? And his parents are like, you can't get married, you're only 20. Which no Christian parent ever say that. They say like, get married as soon as you can so you can fuck. And they want then, grandbabies, Tyler. Yeah, they want grandbabies before they're like 50 or whatever bullshit. <laughs> like, that was the weirdest part of the trailer. Like, he's like, I want to marry this girl, I love her, and she's sick. And the parents are like, you're only 20. And if Christian parents were telling their kids, you're only 20, you can't get married, then my Facebook feed would look a lot differently because right now so many of my friends that are only 20 are getting married okay, and I'm wait. scared! Wait, if he's only 20 and he can't get married, but it's okay to be a world famous record selling like, artist? Yeah, like what? what I don't is understand. Him at this Shania, Gary, what's your sense. process? Anyway, so he falls in love with this girl, I, marries her, I'm pretty sure they show that in the trailer. And then yeah, she dies like very shortly after they get married. That's spoilers. That's not in the trailer. But it doesn't matter because this movie and is so predictable. Apparently the movie is about like the story of him loving this girl and then her dying. And that's what causes him to write this song, I Still Believe. Even though that he loved this girl and she passed away. She was the love of his life. And she so tragically passed away. He could still write this song. And, and get still married be a millionaire two years later. And get married to a different girl two years later. But you forgot the most important part, Tyler. He asks the audience to pray for her. Mm. And that's powerful. That is powerful, but it didn't work. I know, right? Okay, if you're a faith-based movie... The audience movie, must have been full of fake Christians because they weren't, they weren't praying hard okay, enough to Okay, what fake Christian is going to spend money on Jeremy Camp? What real Christian is? Like, the audience is only 4.5 million, which the trailer tells you very loudly. He's a big deal, okay, guys? But for real, like... You have all those people praying. If you're a faith-based director, don't you want those prayers to work? Like, you're adapting this. Yeah, you, you can just change the story. I don't know if they would change the story. Because, like... Or is that unfaithful? I feel unfaithful. like Jeremy Camp's, like, personal, like, story around this song is, like, probably something that his fans know and care a lot about. Mm, and that's true, because there's that line in the, movie, uh, in the trailer where she's like, If my story just helps one person, then it's all worth it. And, like, it's okay if you encounter a tragedy because, like... I think what this movie's trying to say, because there's a part where, like, KJ Appa is, like, upset, and he's, like, throwing a Bible around. That's my favorite what part of What it's trying trailer. to do is say, like, hey, if you're a Christian and you're experiencing, like, loss or tragedy, like, you can still believe in a God in scripture or whatever, despite encountering the sadness and this loss. It doesn't mean that you have to doubt that there's a God. Like, you can still believe in God even though you're encountering something bad in your life. Which I think is a good message, but it's, it's okay to have message, doubts. But it's not, yeah, I feel like it's very glossy of like, hey, like, don't wrestle with your faith. Just still believe there's a God no matter what you're going through. Like, of course, like, if you mm -hmm. love a woman in your 20s and you get married to her and she dies, like... Well, he got married to her. Might... Like, they met and she was already dying. They knew this was going to happen. Well, but not necessarily so fast, right? Or, like, they didn't know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I haven't seen the movie. It's not even out yet. I don't know their history. That's the whole... That's... 
That's the whole premise of our podcast, That's the Tyler. Whole deal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's definitely this very like glossy, nice version of Christianity where it's like nothing that happens to you should like affect your faith in God. And it's like, of course, like that's part of what it is to be human and to wrestle with what faith and spirituality look like. Um, but I, I guess for all intents and purposes, like to a nice mainstream Christian audience, like it's nice for them to be like, oh, like I hear this song on my like K-Love radio station and like now I really get mm-hmm. like the meaning behind it and the heart behind it. And it's more, like, appealing for me to watch because I don't have to look at the ugly guy in his music video. I can, like, watch pretty KJ Appa do it instead. It's true. And then you get to watch this and you get to hear the better version of the song and then you get to add a new version of your song to your, like, Jesus Spotify playlist. Yeah, because KJ Appa actually sings and plays guitar in, like, a real band and also for this movie. So that's Mm kind of cool that he's, like, actually doing the role, like, technically. And, okay... I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. KJ Appa, the star of Riverdale. Archie, my dad, loves watching Riverdale, and he also loves Christian music. But he's turned off by this because he's seen KJ Appa do horrid, horrid, sinful things on Riverdale. And he goes, the character of Archie can't be playing Jeremy Camp, wholesome, Jesus-loving boy, and it's just th- this weird disconnect. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm sure this is true for Gary Sinise. I can assume a Shania Twain. But, like, do you think all the actors in this movie are also, like, very dedicated, like, faith-based Christians and, like, want to make this movie? Or are they, like, playing this role for a paycheck? Mm, I don't know. Because it's interesting. You never know someone's heart, Tyler. That's true. That's true. But if I was to guess, it's... I'm a Christian is what they're saying. And they like believe that they are, but they don't really delve too deep into their faith ever. And they're just mainly doing this so they can say they did a Christian movie and get a big paycheck. Hmm. But that's just the cynic. Cause they're pretty commercially successful because when, when theaters sell out like their whole theater for like a big mega church to come watch a movie together, like that's a lot of box office okay. members rolling into that Just movie. for fun. The other day I went onto my AMC app and I like it says you can only buy 30 tickets at a time unless you're doing group sales. And I clicked 30 seats just to see how much money it would cost. It was like 200 something dollars. Like if you're buying a whole theater, like you're getting a lot of money for just one showing of this movie. Well, or you could just... doing, do you think group sales over 30 seats, do they get like a discounted price? Maybe, but that's still a lot of money when you could just like yeah. wait a year and buy it for $15 on Amazon. Yeah. And then like watch it in the church. But you can't have an event where you're selling tickets to do that. Did you hear about this in the news where, like, yes. the school got sued because they played the Lion King? Yeah, but didn't, like, Bob Iger, like, apologize to them or something? I don't know. I didn't see that part. But I do follow Bob Iger on Twitter, and it's a weird follow if you want to try doing that. He retweets some weird things. But you're like, this is weird because he's the CEO of Disney. Um, right. Back to the Jesus movie. Shania Twain's in this, and that's kind of weird. Is she an actress? I think she's been in movies before. Like, it didn't seem that weird to me, but I guess, like, she's a musician and I think kind of an actress, so I feel like it makes sense that she's in, like, a movie about music stuff. But she doesn't sing in the trailer. Well, I'm sure that she will in the actual movie. Like, you know, it's going to be, like, a whole, like, the reason I'm a musician is because my mom was into music or something like that. Interesting. That's what I'm guessing. There was a scene... Okay, there's two trailers for this movie. In the second one, it's nearly all, like, behind... Behind the whole trailer is, like, this duet that he's singing with his wife. And it made me think, maybe this movie would have been better if it was a musical. What do you think, Tyler? Well, I feel like it 
It's going to be kind of a musical. Well, no, I mean like a musical the where characters sing what they're like, feeling. Yes. And like a real musical. It's musical. possible, but they can't. They can't do that for Christian movies. Oh, because Broadway is full of Jewish people and gays. And gays. That's what we're getting at. Musicals okay. are for the gays. It's true, and you know us. We love musicals. And the gays. Yep. And the Jews. <laughs> but anyways i mean it sounds like we're talking down on this movie and like really it's just because it's like a, it's a stigma a predictable like, okay faith-based movies are always trash i watch them mess. with my grandparents when we go over for like thanksgiving or um what's it called christmas <laughs> thanksgiving or what's it called oh yeah um the birth of Christ. And me and my mom, we just sit in the corner kind of chuckling to ourselves as we watch Fireproof or whatever the fuck's on TV where the Duggars show up at the end for a cameo. Is there a channel of faith-based movies? No, but like they come on Hallmark or you can record them, you know what I mean? Hmm. That's how Grandma does it. Yeah. I mean, at least like, at least I know this is a faith-based movie that I know is a faith-based movie. What I hate is when it sets you up. Like, it's not going to be a faith-based movie. You mean based secrets? Movie. Sneaky faith-based movies? I've is. never heard of this. What What do you mean? Well, like, I've never watched a full movie like that, but like a trailer where you start to be like, oh, this is kind of interesting, oh, and then all of a sudden you're like, like a oh. sneaky trailer. Yes. Okay, so, but you can go into the movie knowing Jesus is involved, and you can have a clean conscience knowing that you're yeah. sitting in the dark, learning about Jesus, Yes. not sinning in the dark. Yeah. So there's only two things that you can do in the dark. And that's sin, you can or, learn sin or learn about Jesus. Yes, and... Definitely, you know, in every other theater at the cinema, everyone else is just sitting in the dark masturbating. It's called The Sin, Emma, Tyler. Oh my god. It's in the name. But it do- it doesn't look good, but it- I don't know. I don't it, even know how to okay. give a review It looks... I'm never going to see it. I don't really care about it. The trailer's boring and predictable, but like... For mainstream Christian audiences, it might be okay. enjoyable. It looks good for one of these movies, but that's well, saying... Maybe it's just kind of the talent in it. Like, KJ Apple and Burt yes. Robertson do look they ha- like they have chemistry. It's and definitely like because of the delivering talent. Delivering well. But it looks good for one of these movies, but that, be- that being said, because it's a faith-based movie, it automatically looks bad. That's just my bias, because I like good movies. They're never written well, because it's not like... This team of like really great Hollywood writers are just like, okay, we finished writing like all these successful movies from like this past year, like all the brilliant minds behind great films. Like Lee Winnell's next movie just is, turned uh, to be a like based movie, you know. Okay, now let's write about this one story. Like it's this weird enclave of like dedicated writers that just write corny, cheesy, faith based movies, mm-hmm. and that's all they Except do. Except for who who made Noah. He was like a big Hollywood guy. Oh yeah, I don't even know. But it was but, a weird like. But action. Noah was weird. It had like, like it rock monsters in it. Right? In it. Yeah. yeah, it was so so. That's a strange. special case. Um. Anyway, I or still like, believe. Well, I guess it's like Mel Gibson doing Passion of the Christ. I haven't seen it, but people love like, that. That movie. was a huge thing because mm-hmm. it was like a big Hollywood name doing a huge like faith based yes. like. And back in the day, like Christian that was film. the thing. The Ten Commandments was a huge movie in early oh, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So, Jesus has always been part of the movies. Yeah, well, I think there is a way that people could still do, like, great... And, like, there mm-hmm. are great movies that, like, have a lot of amazing Christian messaging in them. Like, 
first reformed from A24 that came out a couple of years ago. But they're not done. Have you seen in that? This, Is like, it good? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. But there's like, they're not done in this way of like, look at this amazing story about like God's grace and love and like, don't, you don't have to worry about anything. They're done in like very sincere, mm-hmm. like, hey, like, these are like serious religious questions and convictions that people have to wrestle with in different ways. And to me, that's far more compelling. Or to look at a movie that maybe isn't even, doesn't touch on religion, but might have like theological themes. or philosophical themes or um, allegories that are present in them. Like to me, that's so much more powerful to like try and apply your understanding of God um, to something like that versus like this movie that's trying to like feed you Jesus like a spoonful of sugar that tell you everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay mm-hmm. in the end. I agree. Shout out to Weezer. Oh. Spoonful of sugar? Everything's going to be alright in the end. Oh, okay, okay. I was confused. I was That's like, when did, Poppins. when did Weezer cover Dude, Weezer do cover albums. Ooh, just the classics. They already covered the, the Frozen 2 song. Oh, yeah. That's a good cover because I like Weezer and I like that song. Yeah. So I'm in the center of that Venn diagram. Weezer and Frozen 2. Yep. Okay. It's they made it for you me. You were the market audience. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I loved it. I watched that music video and it's great. And like younger dads that have to deal with their kids listening to it and they're like, we're gonna put on the Weezer version. Ooh, cool dad, you mean. Alright, so the next movie we're talking about is Onward. Speaking <gasps> this of one's cool, about cool dads. dads! We wow. did it again! <laughs> it's too good. The perfect Mega transition brain. episode. <laughs> uh, this movie comes out on March sixth. And it's directed by Dan Scanlon, who also directed Monsters University for Pixar. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, it's fun. And it stars the voice talents of Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Octavia Spencer in the Queen's English. Octavia Spencer. (laughs) You know she's British, right? She's Um, not British. This movie takes place in a fantasy world, but it's also the modern world. Well, it's like a fantasy world, but then the fantasy world grew up. Like, like time had passed in the fantasy world. Yeah, it's like and it's the like fantasy 2020, world. but in fantasy. Yeah, so world. there's like cars and airplanes, but like, but all there's also the unicorns are elves or some and shit like that. Centaurs and manticores and goblins and I could just keep naming fantasy creatures. Um, so I think this is like a family of elves. I think. Well, they're blue people. What are they? They're elves. Smurfs. I'm sure, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think this is a Smurf <laughs> franchise film, but. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Neil Patrick Harris is going to show up at the end and tie it all back is into he the... in those movies? He's in the first one. Oh. I've only seen the first one and it's not good. Okay. Sonic's better if you want that kind of movie. Uh, you already had time for your review. I liked Sonic <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Anyways. Um, so, but this story is about like two brothers. Chris Pratt voices the older brother and he's like... He's like heavy metal. Well, he's kind of like he looks to me like he's like the loser older brother who thinks everything's super cool. Like that's not like old eighties heavy metal yeah, bands. Yeah, he's into like heavy and metal. He's like and into D and D. Cool, like uh, well, he drives van. a cool van, but cool in like air quotes. Yeah, because it's like a cool. crappy, rundown van. Yeah, he thinks he's the coolest person in the world, but you all kind of know he's like a little bit of a loser. Yeah, but and then Tom Hong voices the younger brother who just seems kind of like a preppy. Well, he just seems like dweeb, a kid, kind of like yeah. normal. And he's, like, embarrassed by his older brother, who's, like, kind of a dork, who's, like, saying, like, yeah. behold! And, like, has manuals for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And so, then they have a single mother, who's voiced by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and their dad has passed away. But you find out that the movie opens on Tom Holland's character's young uh, 16th birthday. Ooh. And 
the mom says, I have something that your father told me to give to you when you were both you know, over 16 years old. And now Tom Holland is 16 and a couple minutes. Yes. So it and counts. So it counts. And so they get like a lizard staff that's accompanied by a spell that will bring their father back to life. For one day only. For 24 hours. So they are trying to cast a spell and Tom Holland's like, it's really hard to do this. And then he like falls backwards and the spell doesn't finish and they're left with just the bottom half of their just dad's body. the legs. So Tom Holland has this great idea and he says, we're going to weaken it, Bernie's it. I'm going to put all this crap on top of him and it's going to look like he's going to have a top half. And then they set off to like back have adventures with their dad. Well, they're going to try to figure out how to like make the whole body. Yeah, because they're trying to like... Finish the spell. Because it's, they still only have 24 hours. And they have to go on this half. quest. So they have to go on this quest to try and get his full body back so they can like see their dad for this limited amount of time. Because it seems like Tom Holland was so young when he died that he didn't even really know his dad. Yeah, what I get from the trailer is like Tom Holland's basically never met the dad. And the older brother, Chris Pratt, like barely, like, remembers, barely remembers him. him. Yes. He, like, he had a beard. That's what I remember. He was nice. Yeah. And so... Anyway, so it's set off on this quest, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus is, like, following after them, and they get to Octavia Spencer's character, who is, what's it, the Manticore? The Manticore. She's got, like, a scorpion tail, but also, like, a lion head, and she can breathe fire. It's a bunch of things shoved together. Yeah. Fantasy loves to do and that. And she's, stuff. like, sent them off on this quest, and she's like, don't worry, boys are fine, except, ah, I forgot to tell them about this curse. So now there's a curse, but we don't know what it is. It doesn't tell you in the trailer. So I get the sense that it's, like, the brothers going off on this adventure with their dad, but it's also the mom going after to like try and yes. rescue them and keep so them there's safe. Like the so A there's plot of the brothers dynamics. and the B plot of the mom. And I think like both of these are gonna be like lead to a very emotional climax of like them understanding that like they don't have their father anymore, but their mother's always there to look out for them and like, or, like their dad I can always kind of loves already them. tell this emotional like family reunion type of uh, climax that this Pixar film was building towards because that's what they do. It's that's like, what Pixar you'll does. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll have a great time and it looks visually amazing. The animations mm-hmm, are great. Mm-hmm. My only thing is um, I do feel like it's trying to do a little bit much with this like modernized fantasy world. Um, Interesting. Where this takes, also takes place where they're also trying to do this whole like dad family story like through that. But for the like to the same point I guess it's kind of nice to have this like nice thick thorough context in which this movie takes place Mm -hmm. and then add this other story on top of that i like that more than them doing like a very thin shallow movie about a modern fantasy world or a very shallow movie about like just this like dad coming back Mm -hmm. with a magical spell so i like that they're trying to merge this together but i feel like either one of them could work as their own movies but it, it and it feels better to me that it's like stacked upon each other. Yeah, I'm liking it. Like this gives the world a good setting, a concrete setting, an interesting setting, mm-hmm. right? And you're kind of like intrigued in the world, and because you're intrigued in the world, then you're invested in the story. The only the only thing that scares me is like we'll try to stop too much to do these side gags of like look at this funny gang of what are they like pixie biker pixies gang. that are a biker gang. That's funny. We'll do too many types of things like this where it's trying to be like, hey, we're gonna pivot to this gag about a modern fantasy world. That we don't really keep track with the emotional storyline. I think Pixar can handle it well. And I also think that because of this, the movie's going to be kind of longer than a typical Pixar movie. Interesting. Um, Do we know the runtime? have to have time to flush all this out. I haven't looked it up. I'm going to look it up. Um, Do you keep Because it? if it were, if it did try to be like a still abbreviated kids film, I feel like it would get lost in kind of trying to do like, hey, let's let's show you this other like funny comedic element of having 
this environment be the one that this movie takes place in and then go back to the main plot line especially if they're doing a mom plot line and a brother's plot line you know it's only 103 minutes so i feel like it can be concise oh. less oh. than two hours now then that kind of worries me because i feel like i want like a thorough flesh out storyline with the brothers i want i don't want the mom to be an afterthought because in any other movie like they would just leave their mom and the mom would be a, a character that's like at the beginning and at the end. But I like that they're bringing her like kind of along mm-hmm. to follow them and try and be a part of this. And then also to do all these like side bits of like, unless like one of those three things is going to have to get sacrificed. Either they're, I feel like they might underdevelop the world, underdevelop the mom's plot, or underdevelop the, okay. the arc that the brothers go on. And I worry about that because I want all three, all three of these to be like fully fleshed out and like, just as much part of the story as the other elements. Here's what I'm getting from the trailer, at least. My perception of this movie is it's going to be 70% the brothers and their leg dad. And the brothers, like, figuring out their differences and working together and, like, learning about their dad through this. And then 20% um, mom plot. And then 10% jokey joke mm-hmm. with, like, creatures. And I think that's a good mix. It's a good mix, but, like... See what I mean? Like, I feel like the idea of, like, modernized fantasy world could lead to so much more than 10% of the movie. The mom plot could definitely be more than... Tw- so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm-hmm. I would like more of, like, a 50-30-20 situation here. Interesting. And I'm worried that, like, they're going to have to give up too much of, like... These could all three be really built-up elements of the movie, and they're going to have to give up some of them to, like, fully mm-hmm. flesh out. The, the A plot line is mm-hmm. obviously the story of the, the brothers, brothers and their dad. Mm-hmm. And something interesting... I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, the way I've seen the trailers is, like... The brother, like Chris Pratt, who's into magic, like he's never the one who like casts the spells. But the other brother, who's like not into magic, maybe he doesn't fully believe in magic, and that's mm. why it doesn't work. And then together they can bond and like see each other's like good qualities and like totally. become brother brother brothers. Yeah, and I'm sure. interested in that storyline. Yeah, that does seem like cool, but they don't really they don't really t- like show any scenes or interactions that could lead to that. Well, they don't in want the trailer. You, they they show they the kinda, word Pixar, and you know it's yeah. gonna happen. They don't totally. need to show it in the trailer. They didn't totally. want to waste trailer with that nonsense. And I think the way that the reason I feel the way that I do is because like when I first was seeing the press releases about this movie, all it talked about at first was like Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are brothers that live in this world where like unicorns coexist with airplanes and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so in my head I was like, Okay, that's kinda like the vibe we're going for is this like adventure in this like modernized like a Zootopia type of thing, like, mm-hmm. hey, wouldn't it be fun if there was a big city but it was full of animals? Like, wouldn't it be funny if there was like like the modern world Mm -hmm. but it's got fantasy creatures and then the trailer came out and i was like oh now you're trying to do this whole family like make me cry plot on top of this so i'm 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 trying to reconcile with like how much they develop both of those items and the mom thing too like Mm -hmm. the mom's totally throwing me off because i feel like she has a limited amount of time in the trailer but i think you can tell like her scenes are very pivotal and you can tell that she's going to be like a running um, well i hope she is a running plot throughout the film Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why I'm like, I kind of am excited for this movie because it's the guy who did Monsters University. He's done that kind of thing where like it's an interesting world, but we're gonna have like more human stories on top of it. And mm. Monsters University is a fun movie, and it gets like a good storyline, but I don't think it's like the best Pixar movie. Right. So I think Onward could be like a step up for him. Like he's gonna delve more into like the heartfelt things. Because mm. yeah. Onward's or Monsters University, the plot line is more about like Mike accepting who he is as a monster. Yeah. And becoming friends with Sully. So I think you can get that like buddy antagonistic relationship where they become buddies like with the brothers down. But I think 
the pulling at your heartstrings things he hasn't really had a chance to do. Yeah, So totally. I think maybe, like, either he's going to hit it out of the park, or maybe that's where the film's yeah. going to lack. And I feel like I didn't think about that, because, like, Monsters University definitely, like, Monsters, Inc. was all about, like, setting up, hey, this is what, like, this world is about, mm-hmm. where monsters exist, on, like, the other side of the, the know, door. closet door. Um, and then Monsters University was like, hey, what if we just told this other story that took place in that universe? Mm-hmm. So I guess that does make sense to have, like, this different storyline that, like, this story can only take place in a fantasy universe. I mean, you can't cast a spell to bring back your your dead dad in, in real life. Although, if somebody knows how to do that, let me know. Your dad's not dead! But, like, when he is, I want to be able to do that. For 24 hours only, though. Yeah, just for, like, one special day. Okay. Which half would you bring back, if you can only bring back half? But you don't get the whole top Top half, half <laughs> bottom half. Can you do, like, a left half? You can do left, right. You know what I'll do? Okay, some people don't know this. A lot of people probably don't know this. My dad has a prosthetic leg. His oh. left leg was amputated when he was younger. So I bring back just his right half so he can experience, like, kind of what it's like to have a full body. Like, all the legs, that, half body, all the legs the that he has will work for the first time in a long time. Wow. You're such a great son thinking about your dad like that. <laughs> and he, like, he's used to not, ha- like, having that part. Yeah. So, so it works so. out perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I don't know. So they could have told the story just in the fantasy world, but then they also tried to be like, let's also make that like a little fun piece to it and also have them have it be like modernized too. So it could be interesting. I'm a little worried about the balance of it all, but I have faith in Pixar. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to go see this movie. It looks fun to me. I'm going to see it. I understand your worries, but I'm going to look past those and go into this movie with a open mind and honestly pixar the the studio is like one of the ones i trust the most i enjoy almost every pixar movie that comes out except for cars 2 fuck cars wait so you saw cars 2 but you didn't see monsters university i did not i don't get it cars 2 burnt me out on pixar sequels it's a prequel whatever it's the only pixar prequel well, if it's a prequel, that shouldn't be fucking called Cars Two. It should be called no, no, Cars no. Zero. Monsters University is the oh, prequel. Monsters University is the prequel. Okay. I Cars see. Two is a sequel. Yeah, that's how it's. No, I was talking about Monsters University. Mike's got a retainer in it. Ooh. Okay. You convinced me. <laughs> I knew that would get it. Anyways, speaking of Pixar, it's time for another game. Ooh. And what I've done for this game, this is we've played this before. It's the YouTube comic game where I've gone and hunted down some of the top comments. Uh, on the YouTube video of movie trailers. And what I've done now is I've picked a top comment from the YouTube videos of the of Pixar trailers. Okay, so like... So these are all Pixar Life movies. Or Incredibles. Yes, or all movies Coco. that were made by Pixar. Did you include any like shorts? No, they're, these are all feature films. Okay, okay. And Planes doesn't count, right? Planes That's does not count. Two in Disney Studios. Yeah, Planes doesn't count. These are all Pixar movies. And they also all have to be kind of recent because all the old ones that are retroactively uploaded, the comments are disabled on YouTube. Oh, because they don't want people spoiling the movie. Like, I guess I would have had to have it be like movie clip trailers, like some other weird third party that we uploaded the trailer. Yeah, we don't not do, do that. that. These are official video comments only. Thank you. I appreciate the dedication you in have some to the cases, integrity of this game. In some cases, to not spoil the movie, I've had to take just a portion of the comment. Okay, we'll um, roll with it. But it's still like a, a complete thought. We'll see how it goes. Mostly I just really like that, that comment, and I had to cut out the part that like reveals what movie it is. 
So Oh, does it say like oh my gosh, Inside Out looks great, but you just said, Oh my gosh, this movie looks great. No, it's like it was multiple sentences long and I just cut out the first few sentences and just left the last sentence that I liked. Okay, okay. Which I, doesn't reveal anything. I understand. Anyways, the way the game's gonna be played, which I haven't explained yet, is I'm gonna read the comment and Ryan's gonna have to tell me which Pixar movie this comment was under the trailer for. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to all the internet people out there. Great. Let's hit it. Also, I I went through these. I have to switch up the ordering because I went through them in a certain order. Okay. So I'm just going to start randomly with one and I choose this one. Okay. Here's comment number one. Ooh. OMG, I literally passed out when I heard the music in the beginning. So many memories flowing into my head. Okay. So this is... What does this tell you? This is going to be a Pixar sequel. Ooh, good intuition. You told me it can't be an older one. So Toy Story 2's out. But it could be Toy Story 3 or 4. But it could also be Incredibles 2 or Finding Dory. Too many Pixar sequels. Mm. Hmm. Could it be a prequel? Could it be Monsters University? No. No, There's no iconic score. There is, but people don't have as much emotional attachment, I don't think. People are emotionally attached to Boo. But she's not in Monsters University. I know, but like maybe the music, like did they use Boo's theme? That'd be weird. I don't know if they did. Okay, I'm just gonna send it, and I'm gonna say Incredibles 2. It's not, it's Finding Dory. Ugh, I didn't like Finding Dory. The ending ruined it it's for me. It's crazy. But the animation's still good, and I love the score. Nice. I really like the score to Ratatouille. Did you OMG too. literally pass out when you heard the score? You from know, the memories flowing back. That was just a weird comment. Like, <laughs> I said, like they just get hit with all these memories and they fall back in their computer chair. Oh my out. gosh! Remember Crush? Ugh. <laughs> but Crush wasn't in Finding Dory. All right. Here's the next comment. This movie was bull. How was I supposed to watch it through all my tears? You said bull, like BS. Yeah. But they're censoring themselves because like it's bullshit, a, but they it's just a kid's wrote movie. Bull. Okay. So this sounds like someone's writing the comment after they've already seen the movie. They went back to the trailer to tell everyone, I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. I think people cried a lot at Coco. This is Coco. Well I done. Knew it. I love Coco. You have one point. That's pretty good. There's four more. Okay. You may finish with five points. You might finish with one point. Thank you. I understand math. It also could be two, three, or four, depending on how many of these you get right. Oh my right, gosh, here's I the didn't next even one. think about that. This next comment says, this movie's gonna have some layers. Okay, this makes me think of Shrek, because onions have layers. What movie reminds me of Shrek that is a Pixar movie? <laughs> well, mm. honestly, onward. Yeah, that's probably the closest one. And we just talked about how many layers it had. Hmm, gotta think more. But I'm thinking, like, you know, your brain, how it has layers. But they're not really layers. They're, like, kind of squishy things all mushed together. And movies that deal with the brain, Inside Out. It is Inside Out. Well done. Mm, Thanks, Shrek. You got me there. I don't think it got you there. (laughs) What this person was really saying, this is one where I kind of cropped out the rest of the comment. They were like whoa, this is crazy, like, a whole movie dedicated to, like, the way that emotions, like, relate to one another. This movie's gonna have some layers. And I was like, mm, okay. Like a parfait. Yeah, no, like People love parfaits. Alright. Here's 
the next comment. I don't understand the hate for this movie. It's considered one of the worst Pixar movies. I love it. Okay. The worst Pixar movies, they're considered... Rank them. Well, in the eyes of the internet... Worst to best. The worst two Pixar movies are The Good Dinosaur and Cars 2. People also don't like Cars 1 on the internet, but lots of people have love for it. And maybe someone reached out for that. But I don't know if that's too old for these comments. That's like a 2006 movie. Mm. Brave. People really don't like Brave either. But I think there are some Brave stands. I'm going to go Brave. It is Brave. You got there in the end. I thought you were going to go with Good Dinosaur or something like that. Good Dinosaur was my initial guess. Because I'm surprised. Like When I read that, I was like, do people like this one of the worst ones? Because I know Good Dinosaur and Cars too. Mm-hmm. People do. People really like Brave. No, people aren't uh, fans of Brave. But it was I nominated I love it. for Best Animated I Feature. I am this comment. If people do say that, I do love you it. You commented that? One of my favorite tweets is like from this mom that says like, I just showed my daughter Brave for the first time and she looked at me and says, Mama turned into a bear? And I said, no, sweetie, I won't turn into a bear. And then my daughter urged me again, Mama turned into a bear! <laughs> and I said, oh, I see what you want from me. She goes, where's my mother? I want a mama bear. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. And the rascally twins are cute. They're triplets. Oh, they are triplets. Wow. You gotta rewatch it. I do. Let's watch it right now. Okay. Podcast is over in about, like, what, 103 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that movie was so good. (laughs) Thanks for waiting while we watch Brave. Okay. Let's continue the game. How many points do you have? I don't know. I forgot. We watched a movie. You did. You got... You have three points. Nice. Because you got Inside Out, you got Brave, and you got Coco. But I didn't get Finding Dory. Dory. There's two more left. Should so you could crows. finish this quiz. There's two more? With three points, four points, or five points. But I can't finish with less than three. No. You're so locked I've, in three. I'm already at 50% no matter what. Yes, that's, that's true. That's cool. I like that. All right. Here's the next comment. The reason I chose this one was because I don't get why this is commented on here, but somebody just wrote this underneath one of these trailers. <laughs> oh, no. They said, based on a true story... What? Were any of these Pixar movies based on a true story? I don't even know, but somebody just wrote it. It wasn't a big comment. It only had like three likes, but somebody felt the need to say it based on a true story. Okay. Okay. Okay, what movie could be the most realistic then, I guess? The Incredibles is out because they got Stretchy Lady. Um, All of these movies are out. What the fuck? I have to break it down. Um... The Maybe? good dinosaur. The true story is that dinosaurs existed. No, that's not right. Because dinosaurs and people weren't alive at the same time. Um, let's see. What am I missing? Up, maybe. I think it's up. Is that your final answer? Yes. It's not up. It's Cars 3. What? I chose the one with people in it because that makes the most sense to me. What? It, maybe there's like some similar type of thing with like some NASCAR driver that was like. No, this comment doesn't make sense. I don't know. Whoever commented that, you don't deserve those three likes. I'm hitting dislike. All right, here's the last comment, Ryan. This is for a fourth point. Ooh, point number four. I wanted this to be more of a Ratatouille vibe, not an Inside Out vibe. Do people not like Inside Out? People love Inside Out. I don't know what this guy's thinking. But I also love Ratatouille, so I get what this guy's well, thinking. Well, Ratatouille is like one of the best Pixar movies. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just and why doesn't it have a sequel? Ratatouille! It's in the name, people! 
Tyler has a whole I will stand-up die on this, this hill about being about Ratatouille deserving a sequel. Patton Oswalt, I'm fighting for your job security. Patton Oswalt is fine. He just got into the Secret Life of Pets but franchise. Amy Bio was touching other for a while. I'm just saying he could have fought back on that sweet, sweet Ratatouille money. He's okay. Um, How many physical copies of Ratatouille do you think Patton Oswalt keeps on him at all times? I think it's at least four. I think it's zero. But if you asked how many physical copies of Ratatouille are in my house, it's at least three. <laughs> um, wait what a minute. The comment was like... What Pixar movie do they want to be more of a Ratatouille vibe and less of an Inside Out vibe? Okay. So it's one that obviously is an Inside Out vibe. Okay, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking Brad Bird directed Ratatouille and Pete Docter directed Inside Out. They're completely different directors. So, are they wanting a, a third director to be more like Brad Bird and less like Pete Docter? Or are they wanting Pete Docter to be more like Brad Bird and less like himself? Or are they wanting... I don't think they're thinking any of these things. I, I could think be thinking... What they're saying is they want, like, more another fun, like, adventure kids movie and less of, like, a heartfelt, like, look into... Interesting. Or they could be saying, I want more humanity. cooking in my food movies. Or more rats. Oh, they love rats. Um, okay. Less lovey-dovey. Hmm. Wait. Oh. And the thing is, it could be any of those movies I already said, because YouTube videos have multiple comments. Wow. Really makes you think. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It has to come out after Inside Out, though, so that narrows the playing field. It does narrow it quite a bit. Maybe they are thinking about Brad Bird. But no, Incredibles 2 wasn't anything like Inside Out, so that doesn't make sense. Not from the trailer. No. The trailer just capitalized on the nostalgia from... I'm gonna say The Good Dinosaur. Wait, no, I'm not. Because The Good Dinosaur came out the same year as Inside Out. Is that too soon? One minute. I can't say The Good Dinosaur just yet. Maybe I'm playing myself. Maybe it is The Good Dinosaur. This is my inner monologue. Hmm... You know what? I am going to say The Good Dinosaur. That's incorrect, Ryan. This is for the upcoming Pixar movie, Soul. What? The future? Wow. The trailer's out there. I didn't even the think about the future. The trailer's out there, Ryan. The so for all intents and purposes, it exists for our podcast. It does. Podcast. It counts. But wow. The trailer, a lot of the comments on this were not positive. I think the trailer looks fun. It does. But it does follow the trend of black people in animated movies cannot stay black. Yeah, that's a little oof. Some people were commenting like that, but other people were just like being a dick about having like another like you know reflective Pixar uh, Pixar movie because they want. How just... is Soul gonna be like Ratatouille? Tell me. I don't know. Because they want Jamie Foxx to cook. Well, the other top comment that I liked on this video that did tie into Ratatouille also was like. I just watched a man fall into a sewer. You know who loves to live in sewers? Rats. Remy and his pals are going to eat this man. Shared Pixar Universe confirmed. Wow. I wonder what like colorful pictures come into Remy's head when he eats human flesh. <laughs> God. I don't want to know. You taste that smoky flavor in a meal. <laughs> mm, you want to pause the podcast and watch Ratatouille right now? Okay, let's do it. Wait, instead of pausing it, do, do, let's do, end it. Do, do, do. Wait, that's up. We're going to end the podcast. How come Up soundtrack sounds more French than Ratatouille soundtrack? I don't know. TikTok got in your head, man. 
the Ratatouille so song. That is Ratatouille. But Tyler, stop. I've been no music. Oh, Frick, I'm so sorry. But you know what? By it's the way, okay. Ryan, you got four out of six on that game. You did fine. It's okay, Tyler, because this is I the end better. of the podcast, and you said music could happen at the end. No, like the very end. We're not done yet. We're still talking. No, this so, is the Ryan, end. I'm going to sing a song now. Ryan, la, sing your song that la, tells me la, which trailer we talked about today you like the most, and which movie we talked about today you're most excited to see. I am going to vote for the trailer that I like the most. And the trailer I liked the most was The Invisible Man. And I also am most excited to see that this one. This is a terrible song. This is spoken word. It's a good song, but you can't hear the instrumental part because you're not playing the guitar right now. He's still not playing the real guitar. It's just the air guitar. Please. Make guitar noises Ryan, with this is your my mouth. Guitar solo. Make mouth noises. Ryan, this is my solo. I can't hear it. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Black. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Kyle Gas. Well, they both can do that. He I doesn't. Know. I'm Kyle Gas. I get to be Jack Black. Sure. Fuck yeah. For today. Yeah. I was great in Jumanji. Okay, so you cast both your, both your votes for The Invisible Man. Correct. I'm going to say The Invisible Man is the trailer I like the most, but I'm most excited to see the movie... I still believe. Onward. Really? I love Pixar. Wow, I, I was too. concerned because you had so many concerns about well, Onward. I think what it is is like, always the movies that I get so hyped for and excited about, I also like tend to have, you know trepidation interesting so wow but i am really excited to see the movie because i want them to get it right cool well but it's not my favorite trailer because the trailer makes me feel like it might not be balanced but that's another thing i well, already talked about that. it doesn't matter what we think about you onward because invisible man Leave now you got three votes invisible man come and get trophy. your prize the invisible man just took the invisible prize out of my hand wow he's here oh no he's gonna attack me oh Quick, tell them about our socials before I die. Oh, Ryan's okay. getting thrown no. around the room by oh, an invisible no. man. Ouch! If you Stop want to that. save him, you can follow us you? on Instagram and Twitter oh, at Preview Review. Because I didn't hit anything. He's picking up a knife from the kitchen. No. Ryan, run! I've got to run. Go follow us uh, ah, on go. social media. He's leaving. The invisible man's chasing him. Okay, we'll see you next time on Preview Review. Bye.